welcome to the Talking Minds podcast. Come join us as we chat about a whole host of mindset-related issues, giving you both the male and female perspective. Don't miss out on the exciting interviews we'll be conducting with some truly inspirational guests. My name's Marcus Matthews, and I'm a rapid transformational therapist whose quest is to transform people's minds to reach their own personal greatness. My name is Tracy Carroll. I'm a rapid transformational therapy practitioner, and my mission is to end the stigma surrounding mental health issues and show people they no longer need to suffer in silence. Everybody, welcome to the Talking Minds podcast. It's Marcus here and Tracy's here as well. Good morning. Good morning. It is morning, but you might be listening to this in the evening or the afternoon. So which, wherever you are in the world, whatever time of day it is, good fill in the blank. So we're going to continue now with our Journey on Abundance series. So if you haven't listened to the other two episodes, I shouldn't click my pen because that's probably going to come on with the thing. Um, we've been talking about abundance. So what abundance is, that was the first part of this series. Um, in the last one, we talked about fear and we had um, Brooke Bounds on with us, who's a breakthrough specialist, and we talked about fear. Today, we're going to talk about the next the next section, which for me is a real passionate one. Um, I'm going to give you a warning now. I'm going to give you a warning now because I've had a, a weird week um, a bit of a funny week. Um, so this one, actually, I think the universe has put this out to me because it's about accountability and action. And what that means, um, and I'm going to share some of my experiences this week, <clears throat> and we're probably going to get quite vulnerable on this one. So get the tears out. Hopefully. <laughs> not. Hopefully not. Okay. So we all love a quote. I love a quote. So I'm going to give this quote. Um, I, oh, I'll be honest. I'm going to be really honest here. I forgot we were doing the podcast this morning. I'd gone to the gym. I was feeling a bit sorry for myself. Went to the gym this morning. Um, I would need to apologize to the gym equipment because um, I kind of took my frustration out on the gym equipment today. A um, bit of breathing while doing doing the weight. Um, feel better now. Is that Oakley? Oakley's been poorly, by the way. Tracy's dog. Um, but he's he's back at home now. So uh, if he's back home mending. Mending. So if everybody can wish Oakley a happy birthday, hopefully he'll give us a happy bottle. birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> this is it. We're doing this live. You can tell this isn't edited. I'm keeping that in. Happy birthday. If you can wish him well, because um, he has been poorly, but um, he's at home now. So that's all good. So again, we're talking about accountability mm-hmm. and action. And I just want to put this quote 
out there. Life is too short to be living somebody else's dream. Now, that's I've, I've got this off the internet. I just put on, I think it's something from Jay Shetty, but I think Jay Shetty's posted that um, from something called The Success Club. But it's really true. Life is too short to be living somebody else's dream. But once you've made that journey and gone, do you know what? Life is not what I want it to be, whether that's you're suffering with anxiety, depression, or any of those sort of things, or any of the things that come out of that, maybe you're medicating on drink, drugs, alcohol, you're not sleeping too well, whatever it might be. Um, this is the thing. And I think the word I've been teaching my kids, this word procrastination. And that's another word. Would you agree, Tracy, procrastination? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm the queen of procrastinating. I yeah. think the universe are, though. Yeah, they, yeah. And, and I think this is what we're trying to get through to people. So, um, so for people who don't know what procrastination means, so the dictionary definition of procrastination is the action of delaying or postponing something. So when we talk about accountability and action, how many of you out there, and I'll tell a few stories about this, but how many of you out there are going, I really want to lose weight, but then really don't do anything about it, or you'll blame your lifestyle, or you'll blame your partner for not taking that action. How many of you are, okay, so here's a story. This is a fantastic story. I love this. So we're in Sainsbury's um, a few weeks ago, me and my wife, and we were queuing up. And my wife, Michelle, is amazing. She's a service designer, so she's really good at engaging and talking to people um and i'm not i'm not a salesman i'm i'm rubbish at it but i'm getting better um at engaging and selling my services um but my point was this we were stood in the queue and this lady is queuing up to get some cigarettes and she seemed a bit tense and she was talking to my wife and <laughs> there he is hey oakley the boy, the boy barked. We know he's getting better. We wanted to get him on the podcast. We, we're thinking of calling it a dog cast. Here he is. Right. Okay. So, so we're in the queue and the lady turns around and this is what she said. She said, she said, yeah, um, I, I made a new year's resolution that I was going to give up smoking because it's costing me a fortune. I know it's not good for my health. <coughs> um, so Michelle said, so why, why are you, why are you queuing up for cigarettes? And she went, I just can't take it anymore. She said, um, the kids are driving me nuts. My husband's driving me nuts. Um, and yeah, I just need to, I just need to get some cigarettes. I just need some relief. How many people out there saying that, whether it be cake, whether it be drink, it doesn't matter what it is. She was procrastinating. Trace isn't, it something, isn't it something like um, the 16th or the 17th of January was the date that they said that the majority of people would have given up on their resolutions yeah it only lasts 17 days yeah it's quite phenomenal so so i've also been um myself and tracy have been doing a boot camp this week with um, our coach joanna bullock um and we've been doing this this thing and we've been looking at various different things and this always comes up and the universe and law of attraction and all that sort of stuff anyway um, so one of the challenges that we'd had is, was to do some stuff on Facebook, go into groups. And I went into this group, I'm not going to mention, I'm not going to mention the group, but it's an amazing group full of amazing people <coughs> who know I'm a former police officer. So I'm really passionate about helping people who are suffering, um, in that, in that field. So I'm talking to this guy and I'm actually going to send him, I'm going to send him this link because, um, 
this what you were saying to me really got me thinking about how we're going to approach this podcast so i'm not going to mention the person's name i'm not going to mention the group but i'm going to post this out to him so he knows who it is because i think it's really important that when it comes to action he understands this so this is for this is for this guy who is really suffering at the moment um so and, and i've been there i know what this is like so i'm gonna just go through this process this was only yesterday so um one of the things that we, we, we got onto is that i was asking these people that have been through this trauma um what it was how they were getting on with the therapies that they've been using so most of you if anybody's gone through anxiety depression and stuff you'll know that the the, the pretty much the nhs so we're in the uk we have the nhs it's pretty much cbt talking therapy and drugs okay whatever those drugs may yeah. be that's that, i'm not lying there on my tracy that's pretty much the standard yeah. for that sort of thing um so spoke to him about that um but i put in the group i just said I'm just really interested because they're using EMDR now for things like PTSD. So I'm not dissing any other kind of therapies, but this is why I love um, RTT because it, it does do things slightly different. So everybody said the same thing. Pretty much the same message was clear. I got the help that I needed at the time and it helped me to cope. And I really, really, I really, really drilled down into that. And I said, really interesting. And everybody that I speak to um, about this, you know, when, when the people, are, whatever it is, whether they want to give up drink, drugs, whether, you know, when people are trying to gain help or they're going through pain, the word that comes up every single time, and I'm going to get my soapbox because it's really uh, riles me. They go, cope. Doctors go, I'm going to help you cope. Excuse me for swearing, but bullshit to coping. I don't want to cope. Who wants to cope? Who wants to live with stuff like that permanently and just cope with it? The problem is society believes with things like anxiety, depression, all this sort of stuff, that that's the only option, that coping is the only option. Yeah. And that there is no, I don't like to use the word cure, but that there is no respite from it permanently. No. And, and, this is, and this is where my journey really started in, in the fact that I wanted this abundant life, but I was too scared at times to ask for help. But when I did ask for help, what I got was not help to help me. I got a tick box exercise of you've got this. And it's interesting the language that people read. So I've got it up. I'm not going to say anybody's names on here, but this was the question that I posed to people. And this, this will come around to what I'm talking about, <coughs> accountability. Uh, and it's, it's, does CBT and EMDR get rid of your feelings? So note, note the question. Does CBT and EMDR get rid of your feelings in regards to PTSD or just, does it just allow you to cope? And that was the question. And, I actually, and I actually put on that, heard many people use the words cope rather than fix. Okay. So a couple of people had said on there, um the you know emdr really helped and it helped to file away like in your brain like it should have in the first place so i can cope with it better so that's about it's still there the, the, those feelings are still there but i can recognize them that's a lot about mindfulness i guess as well um mm. so yeah i've learned to manage and somebody said although only cbt with me emdr didn't which i think is i think is 
I think we have to honor that, that different modalities will work for different people. So I'm not saying RTT is the best thing for everybody. It certainly Perhaps. works for me. It's yeah, a- absolutely. I, um, I was talking to a, a guy in a group yesterday as well, actually. And he was, he was questioning, I don't know what, I can't remember what he was questioning now. He was questioning a couple of different things. Um, and he was like, I've tried this and I've tried that. Everyone says, oh, this and this, that's really, really good. But I've tried it and it doesn't work. And I said to him, we're all individuals and we've all got different cause behind the same. If you think anxiety and depression, it's, it's a bit like cancer. It's an umbrella. Yeah. And there are symptoms that come under that. So I said, everybody is individual and everybody will suffer with these things slightly differently. Um, and, and because we are individual and because our symptoms are very slightly different, um, different things will work. Yeah. And I think one of the things I'm going to, one of the things I'm going to throw out here, and this came through the thread and I'm going to put, I'm going to quote something else that was on this thread as well. But one of the things that I am going to say, and this absolutely, oh, this so resonated to me when I heard Marissa, Marissa Peer, our mentor say this, um, we all, we know as RTT therapists and people who've done this training with Marissa and we, and we, and we speak to our clients, the words are so powerful. I mean, within our group, it's becoming funny now because um, one, of, one, one of the people who's in Joe's group, she's a law of attraction specialist. So she talks about law of attraction and how, how you manifest and how you do this. And she was talking and it was, it was really funny. She was talking about people kind of dissing her or, I don't know if you saw Nicola's quote. You didn't see no, it. I, I, can't, I, I can't find it at the moment, but the, the, the premise of it was this. Um, and she, she was saying, like, um, people were having a go or she was doing this or doing that, and she got quite angry about it, which is fine. It's a perfectly human reaction. So I just put on there, I went, well, it's your fault. You manifested it. <laughs> this is the point, is the fact that you raise your vibration, you lower your vibration, you actually bring these things into your life. Now, I know that for a lot of people maybe listening to this, that may, might be, how do I get into that headspace? How does that work? But it, it happens in your life every time. You know, you have these cycles where things go wrong and then another thing goes wrong and another thing goes wrong. But equally, there are times when you're just in flow. Life is just amazing. And it just works. It's like this morning when I got up, I was walking down the stairs and I kicked the uh, radiator cover. But because of where my level of consciousness is now, I just went, oops, silly me, I'm completely aware, I'm going to have an amazing day. And I walked on. In two, two, three years ago, I would have been like, oh my God, I probably would have sworn, I probably really kind of gone into it and been like, for goodness sake, why why has my week been so tit and everything else? And I really would have milked that one moment where I, I literally just went, okay, I'm aware. Fine, it's all good. Having a good day. Because we, we know that the subconscious mind is constantly recording. And the phrase that we often use when we're doing the transformations is, is that this is like lotion going in on dry skin. And this is what people don't understand. Your subconscious is constantly recording. It never sleeps. It's always awake. It's working in the background. It's taking it in. So when you start using these words like, um, I have PTSD. I have anxiety. I have, and, 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 and what do people say? You have anxiety. You go to a medical professional, you go to somebody else, and they go, you have, you're owning it. You're owning it. Somebody, somebody is saying to you, these are your symptoms, yeah. therefore you have. Yeah. It's when people say, and 
I can't help now but picking people up when I hear people say or, or I read what they've written and they say my anxiety and I'm like whoa 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 it ain't yours unless you want to keep down this road the, the. yeah and my, I, I still do if you if you ever hear me speak or I ever, ever do anything I talk about the breakdown that I had okay yeah, I used to call it my breakdown yeah me too absolutely wasn't my breakdown no it was the breakdown. It was an yeah. incident that happened, but I don't own it. I don't, it doesn't belong to me anymore. I'm not having it. Yes, of course, I use it as part of my journey. But I remember, I remember when I was going through that process, that part of my life, and just, you know, it was the worst part of my life. And no, I said it was the worst part of my life. And I said that for a reason, because actually it wasn't the worst part of my life. Actually, it was one of the greatest moments in my life on this planet and the reason yeah. being is is that if i hadn't have gone through that pain if i hadn't have gone through that suffering i cannot serve other people and i yeah. say that from a, a point of I, I get so frustrated about people going they go to medical doctors who tell them they have something and we'll help you cope with it mm. okay it is the same rhetoric of going into McDonald's, and I, I, nothing against McDonald's. I'll have a McDonald's burger, even though, to be honest, when I eat it now, it makes me feel ill because I've kind of trained my mind to go, "This is crap." I'm putting <laughs> crap in your body, so I always feel ill. So I tend not to do it. It's only on emergencies now. But my my point is this: is that that that's that's my point. You go to McDonald's and you see all the shiny lights, and you see it, and it says it's healthy and it's British beef and it's this, that, and the other. But actually. Okay, every now and again, that's that's okay if that serves you. Don't deny yourself of that. I hate these preachy people that say you must only eat, you know, vegan lettuce that has been brought up on virgin soil that's got nothing in it. No, that's not life. That's not you're not living a life. It's okay to have crap food every now and again, you know, if that's your body can cope. If your body can cope and it and it doesn't you know, it doesn't cause you any pain. That's fine. I know we've got enough tangent a little bit here. But my point is words are really, really powerful. So going back to the conversation, and I've had so many of these conversations, I don't know if Tracy can bring any of her experience into this, but the amount of people that I speak to, they go, I've done this and it didn't work. I've done this and it didn't work. I don't have the money to. Hands up here. Joanna Bullock is now laughing at me. <laughs> Tracy's laughing at me you know I can't afford this I can't afford that and this conversation and and I mean this with real love to to the person I spoke to last night uh, and I want to get him on I want to I want to speak to this guy and try and get this through so if you don't want to speak to me just listen to what I'm about to tell you people say to me I can't afford to do this why because they've got a mortgage to pay or they want that house or they want that handbag or they need those those 40 cigarettes like that lady queued up to cope they need to get stuff to make themselves feel better in that fleeting moment that half an hour and then maybe that buyer's remorse comes in and the cycle goes downwards and they say i'm coping because i have anxiety i'm coping because i need a cigarette because of my kids I'm coping because, 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 because. And the whole time that you don't take accountability to say, 
actually, I'm telling myself a lie. I'm telling myself, actually, I want this abundant life, but I'm not willing to take action. I think a lot of that goes back to last week's podcast and the fear behind it. Yeah, the unknown. Because I think where um, the medical profession now are very much, oh, you can't cure it. Once you've got anxiety, once you've got depression, once you've got this, that and the other, you've got it. You can only cope. These people, they're so desperate that they, they want to be cured, but they've been brainwashed into believing there is no cure. So they're like, so coming from a point of fear of, if I hand over X, Y, Z amount to you and it doesn't work, I haven't therefore got the money to carry on coping and it's all going to go horribly wrong. Yeah. And actually, I think it's really interesting, a word you use there. And, and this is, and, and I just want to, for, for legal reasons, I just want to put this out there, that RTT does not cure you. Um, and actually, nothing cures you. There is nothing out there. There is nothing you can buy. There is no service that you can get that will cure you from anything. And this segues beautifully into my point, is that the only person that is going to do it the only person that's going to get you that abundance whatever abundance means maybe it's stop smoking maybe it's reducing that anxiety the only person that's going to do that is you and i don't want to go into next week's podcast which is about choice and change because that, that will segue in but my point is this is that you have got to be accountable and i think myself and tracy are on the same lines here i know joanna our coach definitely is don't even pick up the phone and come and talk to me if you want to be a victim. If you want to come and talk to me and go, my life is crap, listen to me. And I turn around and go to you, oh my God, I feel so sorry for you. Ain't going to happen. It's like, Absolutely. don't pick up that phone if you want us to fix you. Oh, for, no, to show you how to fix yourself. Yes. We'll show you how to fix yourself. We'll guide you. We'll yeah. point you in the right direction and we will assist and support you. But don't come. It, it's a bit like there are so many people who go go down the medication route, and I I do I will preface that with the fact that yes, there are some people who do need the medication, and certainly to take off the the top of it initially, some people do need it to cope initially. But so many people out there are like uh, they don't want to do the work. Yeah. So they're like, I'll pop that pill because that will fix me. And I'd much rather just keep popping that pill. And then when that doesn't work very much, I'll have two of them. And I'll keep up in it because then I haven't got to deal with it. Yeah. So Johan Harry, if nobody's read this book, it's an amazing book called Lost Connections. And if I've got this wrong, I apologize. I'm not a doctor. Um, but he talks in this book. It's amazing. If you've got anxiety or if... If you've been labelled with the word you've got anxiety and depression, let's put it that way, you've been labelled with it, it's not yours, as we've already said. Um, he talks about this thing, apparently they measure it on that, something called the Hammond scale. I think it goes 1 to 10 or 1 to 20. And there's been studies and research done on this, in the fact that if you take a pill, it drops you down on the Hammond scale by 0.8 on the scale. But then they notice that if you get eight hours consistent sleep, it drops you by eight points on the Hammond scale. Now, that makes sense because if you get sleep, the subconscious can file things away. It can do the things. You get the rest. You don't feel knackered. The cortisol can lift and, and you can live your life. Okay, that's nice and simple. And this is where I'm not going to say that drugs don't 
help. Absolutely, drugs help. I'm not going to say they don't. And it's a choice whether you use them or not. Yeah. Absolutely, there's a choice. However, and again, um, GlaxoSmithKline, everybody else, don't start suing me for what I'm about to say because it's meant from the right place. The pharmaceutical industry is a multi-billion dollar industry which needs revenue. It needs repeat custom to keep those people in their big houses. It needs drugs to be sold. Okay, It needs drugs to be sold. So if you tell somebody, and they know all this stuff that we know, don't get me wrong, they ain't popping pills. They ain't popping pills. They're doing the stuff that we know. Mm. All right. Because they're living abundant lives. Okay. And they're using what they know against you. All right. So I'm not saying that drugs are bad. They are not. If you need to take drugs, if you need to take that Valium, if you need to take Sertraline, if you need to take that in your time to just get you stable, yeah, that serves you. That's that is perfectly fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Enable you to cope while you find. While you do what you do. So I've had clients that have come to me that are on drugs and I've said, absolutely do not go off them. Seek medical professions, go and see a doctor. I've had some clients that have had amazing doctors that have been brilliant in supporting their clients to look at alternative methods whilst they do what they do in their expert field. I've equally had other doctors with clients who've said, don't go and do this. You need to just stay on the drugs. This is you. This owns you. This is your symptoms. Um, and to, I'll be honest, every single one of my clients who've had doctors like that have left their surgeries and told them to F off, which is amazing because those people oh, should yeah. be practicing as far as I'm concerned. Mm. But my point, my point is this. No one is going to save you. Nobody is going to save you. And I don't care what any, I'm not going to save you. Nope. If you come That's to me... If, if you come to me um, as, as a, an RTT therapist, as a coach, I will make you 100% accountable. And I, and, I, and I absolutely say this to all my clients. I am there for you. I will support you. And to be honest, I think me and Tracy will both say this, even after you've paid us. If you join our groups, if you join our tribe, we'll do, we do lots of freebies. We give stuff out because we're all about purpose. Um, so actually you get more for your money than you would do if you go somewhere else. I'll be honest. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, I think I give too much away. Yeah, exactly. But we do that because we come from a place of abundance. We come from a place of love because we want people to go through that, that process of fear, accountability, choice, trust, and take that step. Because when we empower you to take control of your life and you step up and become accountable and take action and go, actually, no. I don't have anxiety. I don't have PTSD. This is a label that somebody has given me. When you make that decision and you believe it, when you believe it, and I say this to my clients when they come on the phone, they go, I can't afford it. I can't do this. I can't do that. Um, I don't know how. And I go, how do you feel? What I'm telling you, how do you feel? Be honest. If you think, do you know what, Marcus, you're a complete fraud. I think you're just trying to screw me over. Absolutely, that's fine because I'm not right for you at this time, but I'm here when you're ready for that. If you need me, mm. I understand that not everybody is my client. And in fact, I don't want people, I don't want to waste my energy on somebody who actually doesn't want to step up. As no. I, said, I don't want victims. There are lots of people that will take your money off you. If you want to be a victim, crack on, go and do that. I'm not interested in you. I'm only interested in helping people that are stuck like I was. 
you know, that were stuck, that were at the fear stage, but went, do you know what, life, I'm not living. I'm not living. And actually now I'm going to be accountable and that can take time and I'm going to do something about it, but I need to trust somebody who's been through it or I need to trust somebody who, you know, can do that. I mean, have you got any clients or any stories that you've got where people have had this real issue about taking control and accountability, Tracy? Um, I suppose I've had a couple who, yeah, I've had a couple um, who have come and have said, right, I'm ready. I, I can't do this anymore. And I, I, I don't want it. And I want to, I want to change and I want to stop self-medicating in, in a particular area or whatever. Um, but it becomes quite clear within the first few days of post-treatment, post-session, um, when all of a sudden and they something got in the way and they couldn't listen to the recording and different bits and pieces like that. And you just think it's a shame that you've wasted your time and mine and you actually weren't in the position you thought you were in. Yeah. And yeah. the problem, the, the damage that does is these are the people who think you're, they're going to come to you and you're going to click your fingers and that's it. That, that's all you needed to do. They just needed to show up for a couple of hours, click your fingers, they're going to walk away and everything's going to be hunky-dory. And, and the problem you have with that is those are the people, that they're clearly not ready. And when they are ready, they're going to look back at that and go, tried that before, it didn't work. And it wasn't that it didn't work. It wasn't that it wasn't going to work. It was that they weren't in that position. They weren't ready to mm. do, do the actions. They weren't ready to be accountable for themselves. But I think it, it does mar the future because they're then going to have that in their head. It's a bit like if you when you're young and you drink way too much alcohol and you throw up violently, you stop, you don't go down that road again, do you? You like, you avoid the Sambuca or wherever it was, yeah. but pause it in the first place because you're like, oh yeah, I know where that leads. And unfortunately, RTT does have a, a really, really high success rate if the client does the work. Yeah, and I think this is what I always say to people when I speak to them is, um, People are looking for a quick fix. Yes. Looking for a quick fix. And um, myself and Tracy were just talking um, about um, kind of abundance. I, I, I've gone shopping with my son. And not all therapy, not all people are the same. So, for example, you could, you could go and see Tracy as a rapid transformational therapist, and she wouldn't give you the same service that I do that doesn't mean either is right or wrong. It's who's right for you. But there's a couple of things. I've just got a couple of quotes that I've just pulled up here from, from people. Now, these people are eminent people that are in history. They are well known. Okay. So Mark Twain, everybody's probably heard of Mark Twain, but never put off till tomorrow what may be done day after tomorrow just as well. And it says, um, where was the other one that I found? Benjamin Franklin, you may delay, but time will not. And I think that's, I love that one. And I tell you why I love that is that every time you go, I'm not sure. And you reach for the pill, you reach for the cigarette, you reach for the alcohol, you reach for whatever it is you're reaching for. You're not fixing, you're coping. 
And, mm. and, and the question, I think, if you're listening to this podcast and you're suffering or you, you don't even need to be suffering, you don't have to have anxiety. We all have challenges in our life. And if you're not growing, there's no way that you're, if you're not going through some sort of discomfort, let's call it discomfort, not pain, you're, you're certainly not growing. And we shouldn't be permanently in that place, but we should be looking to where can I grow next? Mm. Um, but if you're just, if your life is on the same spiral and the same circle, and like with me, you know, the same stuff was, I, I noticed a pattern when I had the breakdown, I noticed a pattern and it was, how do I break that? And do you know what? I'm still working it out. There are still elements of my life and my new business. I've not run a business before. There's still elements of that where I'm going, what am I doing? How do I do that? But it's like you said before, Tracy, about the radiator, kicking the radiator. This yeah. is where mindfulness comes in. This is what I never really understood mindfulness, but mindfulness is about what do you know to be true? And how do you apply that to the feeling that you're having in this situation right now? And actually, if you feel shit, that's fine. If you feel crap about that, if you want to have a moan and if you want to have that chocolate bar, it's your choice to have that chocolate bar. If that helps you right there, that right now, at that moment, mm. make that choice. I, I will admit this week, had a bit of a crap week and there's a couple of times that I've opened the cupboard and there's been some chocolate Mr. Kipling's cakes in there in the little wrappers. And, and this is what happens because my brain, I, I do this with my brain now. I go, I can have that. There's loads of them. I can have yeah. that. I've got this feeling it's my survival instinct kicking in because my, 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 my brain thinks that I'm going to die. There's a, a saber-toothed tiger around the corner. That's what's happening. <laughs> That's not yeah. true. That's just a story. But my, my subconscious is doing that. And I can have that cake. And in that instant, that cake will give me that relief. It will give me that rush. Yeah. Uh, dopamine endorphins whatever it is that, that comes in and and it will give me that rush and it will be fine and then i'll feel like crap now i'm going to the gym at the moment one of the things that i'm doing is i've, I've done a lot transforming my mind i'm now looking at transforming my body and again this is new i'm pushing myself through it but when i every time i've gone to that cupboard and opened it up and i'm feeling a bit hungry okay i'm not hungry just my body just saying normally you would eat now you yeah. know you've had breakfast you've had whatever you need to this is what i do and this is the process that i go through and this may help people i open the cupboard door and that chocolate cake is there and i ask myself a question you can have that i don't deny myself anything if you want it you can have it it's not an issue however you need to be accountable to eating that cake if you take that action you've got to be accountable to know that you're making a choice that doesn't serve the purpose that you are and, 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 and what you want to achieve at this moment. So yes, I could have the cake. And if I have the cake and I feel happy about having the cake, that's perfect. No judgment needed. But I know that if I have that cake, it's not serving me to lose weight. It's not serving me because inside that cake, um, there's lots of sugars, there's lots of processed stuff, you know, and yeah, it tastes nice. Why? Because it's the perfect mix of sugar and fat, which is what our primeval ancestors wanted. And the reason why we crave it is because when it was our primeval ancestors were out there, honey wasn't available all the time, or they would have to hunt for that, um, that animal. So that's why they gorged on it. And that's still in our brain. But now I got, I choose, 
going to be accountable to myself. It doesn't serve me because what I want to do is I want to do this. Now, if I repeat that enough times, actually, I look at that cake and I go, mm, actually, I don't want it. I become indifferent to it. And this is a really, really important word to, to say is that if you don't want something, don't come from a place of lack. Because when you say, I don't want or I want to lose, the body goes, ah, lack, lose, loss. I'm going to lose something. I'm going to die. And that sounds dap, but that's how the brain works. So when you say, I'm indifferent to it, that's fine. So if, you, if you're if you a vegetarian and always have been, you don't go, I miss having a bacon sandwich. I really, oh my God, that steak looks amazing, but I can't have it because I'm a vegetarian. You don't. It's not even in a vegetarian psyche to eat meat. They go, well, I don't have that. I'm indifferent to it. And they don't even logically do that. It, it's in their subconscious. And this is and this is my point, is that every time you say in your words and you're accountable for your words, you're accountable for your actions, every time you become a victim and you say to yourself, I have PTSD, I have anxiety, I'm not good enough, I can't do this. Every time you do that, your subconscious mind goes, got it fantastic lock that in you said it enough times what you're saying is if we do this stuff we're gonna die so yeah let's let's do the thing that you don't want to do and, and in fact what i'll probably do is because you keep telling me you're so anxious because you're going to a job that you hate um i tell you what i've got this really cool idea that if i kind of manipulate your cells in your body um because a little bit of inflammation i can actually make you ill so if I make you ill, you don't need to go to that place that's killing you. So let me make you ill. Let me give you anxiety. And then um, what we'll do is, because obviously you can't cope very well, we'll get that cortisol coming down while you've got the anxiety. And we'll put you in survival mode permanently. Um, and then your brain goes, oh, we're in survival mode now. Oh my God, we're going to die. Uh, we need honey. We need fat. Oh, wait a minute. Doritos, they've got fat and crap. Yeah, they're good. Uh, <laughs> cake. Let's have some cake in there. And oh, I really remember that when you have that uh, phone, phone's going, somebody's on the podcast. We've got a guest. I was on a roll then. Um, yeah. So, and, and then you go, oh, I remember. I remember that that, um, that cocaine that you take, that gives you a real rush and it gives you, it, it gives you power and the alcohol made you feel better. So, so, so when you do this, and this is why, although I, I, I specialize in anxiety and I specialize in confidence, actually, it's all the same stuff. It's literally your mind, you telling your mind going, I need to survive because you tell yourself the stories that I am, I am this thing. I am this, you know, you don't say, you know, if you if you got a hand, Bob, this is a Bob Proctor thing. Uh, okay, Bob Proctor says this. He says, you, you don't say this hand. What is it? He says, you don't say my hand. You, you have a hand. Your hand isn't you. You have it. Okay, you're not my, I am hand. <laughs> something you have. Yeah? So yeah. I have a brain. I have clothes. I have money. You have these things. You have a body. Your body is not you. Okay. Right. When you feel inside, okay, 
And I spoke to another lady, and this was amazing. I kind of messed with her head a little bit. So when she she went to see a therapist, and obviously this therapist was very good and, and, and was coming from this from a similar angle than we do. And so they talked about the voice inside. So she said the way that she copes is that she that voice inside, that feeling is called Hector. So she talks to Hector when she's and, and says, these aren't stories, Hector. We call it the child within because a lot of the things that we know that are stopping us taking actions are, are learned behaviors from when we were children. And when I talked to, to about the child within, she went, whoa. And how many clients do you have when you do um, merging the child or becoming a loving parent, which is a technique we use in RTT? How many people cry when you do that? Oh, every single time. Every single time. I love it. I'm like going, here we go. Here we go. We're, yes. going, we're going in to yeah. becoming a loving parent. We're coming into merging the child. I can see you're on the verge of crying. This is yeah. going to absolutely go there. And they go, oh, snot everywhere. And <laughs> come out of it and go, oh my God, what just happened? Because we hear. I think that's probably, hands down, the favorite part of all of my clients. Absolutely. They say, I felt so emotional, so awful in that moment, but so amazing straight after it. This realization that so powerful. Uh, it's it's uh, honestly, if, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, you need to book in a session with me and Tracy, okay? And I'm I hundred percent do that, and I do also I also use that with something called installing the cheerleader, which is another awesome. coach, which is another one that I do. I find those three techniques are so powerful because what they do is they attach to those feelings and that inner child within you, and the inner child doesn't know about accountability and action. Because when they were born, when those feelings were born inside you, you were a kid and you didn't have the logic, the knowledge, the power that you have now as an adult. So when you look at those old feelings, when you look at those feelings when they were first manifested, which is what RTT is about, it's not about coping. It's not about looking. And I say this to my clients because um, uh, we talk a lot about niching, but one of the things that I, everything comes down to those three things. I'm not enough. I'm different. Things aren't available to me. Everything everything you can bring everything down to those three things and they're all born from feelings that we had when we were younger now i could i could talk about that forever i'm not gonna because if you want to know about it you need to book a discovery call i'm not going to go into that that's a little secret that we're gonna... <laughs> don't give everything away don't give everything away okay but this is where for anybody who's listening to this especially in this new group that i've gone honestly what you are coping with the causation you are manifesting you are making it yours yourself and i say that with the deepest love and respect because i know people say what the i didn't do this that person that, person, that person abused me that yeah. person did this that per but while you hold on to your symptom while you own while you own that it's yours and while it's yours you're going to keep it forever and you're yeah. going to cope with it you need to give it away. Um, one of the things that I started to do when I started to do gratuity lists, gratitude lists, so everybody you speak to, journaling, gratitude, there's no coach in the world, there's no successful person in the world who isn't journaling, who isn't doing gratitude. That, that is the core to everything. I don't care what therapy you're using, what coach you're going to, every coach will tell you the same. Right, get it out. But this was where the power was that I found with gratitude lists, and not many coaches say this. When you 
take something. I am grateful for the cup of coffee I had today. I am grateful for doing this podcast. I am grateful for my coach, Joanna. I am grateful for my amazing wife. I am grateful for my dogs. I am grateful for the house that I live in. I'm grateful for anybody who's listening to this podcast. I'm really grateful for that. (laughs) There's another bit you don't get told. I am giving away my fear. I am giving away the anxiety. Notice I said the anxiety. I am giving away the lack that I feel. I am giving away the lack of abundance I feel. Because what you then do is you're saying to the mind, you're saying to the universe, you're saying... I am so grateful for this. And I no longer am tolerating these feelings and the mind will do this. It's just done it to me. Okay. I've been feeling a little bit funny and I've had this bit of a knot in my stomach. I've just done that gratitude list. It's just gone. I haven't done my gratitude list this morning. Okay. Which uh-huh. I should, I should, should have done. I haven't done it, but I've just done it verbally now. Yeah. Um, and bang. Cause as soon as I said, I'm giving away the anxiety, I'm giving away the lack I'm giving away things that don't serve me. I'm giving away the chocolate cake. I'm giving away have it. the pizza. <laughs> you can have it. I'm giving away this. Give it away. There's a story. I'm going to. I'll talk to Tracy. Sorry about this, but I told you I'd have a rant and a rave today. I'm going to tell you a story, and I love this story because it'll put it into context. Because a story, we tell stories to ourselves all the time. So why not tell a story now? So I love this. I tell this to my kids. So tell it to your kids. The other day, my wife, if she's listening to this, she'll probably kill me, but I don't care. I love you. Fine. So she said, you make me feel this. And my family do not like me for this now because they get the same response every time when they go, you made me feel angry. You made me feel sad. You made me feel. And every time I turn around and say, I didn't make you feel anything. You chose, chose to feel that way. You chose to be a victim. You chose not to be accountable. You chose and didn't think, why is that person doing that? We're all human beings. We all make mistakes. We all, we're all selfish. You know, when, when you, if you were a, I'm going to say mom, because I think moms are the worst for this. And they go, I don't have time for myself because I'm doing this for you. I'm doing that for you. You're choosing that. Okay. We're going on to the next topic, but that doesn't matter. You're choosing to not make that person accountable. And you're choosing not to make yourself a priority. Absolutely. Because going back to my favorite Lisa Nichols quote, you need to fill the cup up, let it overflow and feed people from the saucer. Don't people feed people from the cup. And I will tell you, yeah. going to work today, if you're listening to this, you're listening to this, and I, I did this a lot. Listen to how people put on you, especially if you're the type of person that is goes out there and they're you know you, you want to serve people and you want to help people you're a carer um and people say oh, i want you to do this because you're really good at it so they use that but actually listen to what they're saying they're saying yeah. i don't want to do this so i'm passing it on to you and i'm going to pay you a compliment to uh, sweetening yeah and how many people do that on a day-to-day basis where is their auth- authenticity where is it that when that's reversed and you go, do you know what, I'm really struggling now? I could do some help. They go, oh, absolutely. Do you know what? I noticed that. And actually, I'm going to take that pressure off you. It doesn't happen very often. Why? No. Because 
and this was the thing when I talked before about why are those people that are not serving people, the selfish people, and I'm talking proper selfish people, why are they getting where they want to get to? Well, that's because they're serving themselves first. They're serving themselves first. The problem is, is that those people will suffer from anxiety. Those people will suffer because they'll get to a tipping point, a point in their life where actually they've served themselves so much. It's like taking that breath in. We talk a lot about taking the breath. If you breathe in too much, mm. it's painful. If you breathe out too much, it's painful. So if, you, if you're a carer and you're giving too much and you're not taking time for yourself and being accountable for you taking that and say, actually, no, but doing that in a loving way and say, do you know what? I'm feeling pretty shit today. I'm feeling pretty bad. I just need to lie in bed. If you want to lie in bed, just do it. Don't be judged by what society says. Do it. But, but know that you make a choice. Does you spending a day in bed serve your purpose? Does you staying in bed or are you doing it because you don't want to take action? You're trying to avoid the problem. And there is the difference. I've done it before where I've had a bad day or I've not felt too well. I said to my wife, I said, listen, I just need to go and have 20 minutes. And I'm normally put a meditation on. I go, I'm just not feeling good. I'm not in a good place. I'm not in a good space. I just need to take that time out, just re-energize, get the batteries up. I've got to be good 20 minutes. An hour later, I'm kind of sparks out. Like, yeah. I'm out of it and I feel amazing. And sometimes just doing that. But remember, if you're going to take time out, if you're going to do something, say, how is it serving my purpose? So if you are suffering with PTSD, know it is just a label, but know you need to take action. If you are suffering with anxiety, know it's just a label, you have to take action. And ask yourself this, whatever I do next, whatever choice I make next, does it serve my purpose? Does it serve where I want to go to? If the answer to that is no, then don't do it. Absolutely. It's as simple as that. So. Being accountable sometimes for me sounds as though we're putting pressure on people. And actually it's not. Because when you go, actually, I'm, I'm making this decision. I'm making this stand. I'm looking after myself because if I don't do that, I can't serve others. That's perfectly fine. If you say, I'm doing this because I'm trying to escape, that's not serving you. So I guess that's what accountability is about. It's about... The actions that I take, the choices that I take in my life, do they serve my purpose? Do they serve my why? Yeah, and whether it's honouring the action that you want to take. Yeah. Because the problem is quite often we'll, we'll get stuck in inaction for other reasons and it's not honouring what we want to do. Like yeah. in an example, if somebody is trying to start a business up or... I don't know, something like that. And they know what they need to do, but they're not doing it by holding themselves accountable or getting someone else to hold them accountable. All it is is just kind of like a gentle reminder of why you're doing it. Yeah. I mean, Abraham Lincoln said, you can, you can escape the responsibility of tomorrow by evading it today. But I think this is the thing. Time is moving forward. And you have, to, you have to say to yourself, right now, in this moment in time, anybody listening to this podcast, ask yourself the question. And it might be a little thing in your life. It might be a big thing in your life. What am I doing? What am I doing to make that change in my life? And if you don't know the answers, the next question you've got to ask is, who has been on that journey before me? 
who is doing what they're doing with purpose. And, 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 and I was telling Tracy this story. I'll just talk about this, Tracy, what we were saying about when we went, we went shopping in Manchester to the Trafford Centre. And I took my son, we went to various different shops and we looked at what abundance is. And he, he bought some trainers and he put them on and he bought them from Selfridges. They're actually cheaper from Selfridges than they were anywhere else. Um, obviously, Selfridges has got this brand label. You know, that's what people talk abundance goes somewhere like Selfridges to, to buy clothes. And, um, but I talked about what quality and abundance is in the trueness of the sense, and especially when it comes to sale. So if you go to say Sports Direct, stack it high, sell it cheap. Do you get that abundance of service? You may do. You may get a good service. But what is it that they're after? They're after your money. Okay. And it's like having that snack bar. It's like having that piece of pork. Sorry, all the vegans and vegetarians out there. Piece of pork that is five quid. Okay. As opposed to the 15 pound organic bread pig that has had cuddles and has had a lovely life. And that pork has not been pumped with crap and water and salt to make it look bigger, to make it more abundant. Mm. Abundant isn't about size. It's not about the amount. It's about quality. So when you're taking action, you've got to ask yourself this question. If you're going to a therapist, if you're going to a coach, even if you're doing it yourself, you're going online, where is the quality that that person brings? Is that person trying to sell me something? Are they coming from a place of desperation? Because I'm going to be honest now and be vulnerable about this, is that one of the things when I speak to clients is, is that sometimes maybe I come from a place of desperation, but it's not a place of desperation for money. It's a place of desperation to give, but I refuse now to do anything for free. Because why should, why should I, why should, it's a transfer of energy. Let's forget money. Yeah, why should you keep breathing out? Why should I keep breathing out and you getting that oxygen from me that I've spent money, I've done the time, I've done the work, and you not pay me? Because what happens is what you pay me, I give you more. Because as you pay me, my cup is filled up, the cup overflows, I give you what's in there, but then the energy, the abundance, the passion that I have for doing what I do as a rapid transformational therapist you get more from that. And anybody who's worked with me, anybody who's in any of my Facebook groups will know that we do this podcast. We do all sorts of stuff. We put snippets of information, but I ain't going to give you the whole, I was, I used to be really, I used to hate that. Well, why can't you give it me for free? No, 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 no. Why, why can you have all the abundance and I can't have it? I'll tell you what, because I've become accountable and I've done the work and I've chosen to give up a career that I love in the police I've chosen to give up other things in my life. I've chosen to give up time with my family to put the study in. And believe you me, we've had arguments. Okay. But I go back to the core is, is what I'm doing serving me to be able to serve others, to live my why and live my purpose. Mm -hmm. And everything, whenever I have a, a bump, whenever I go through anything in my life, that's what I do. I go, am I serving my purpose? Am I serving my why? Because if I'm not serving my purpose, I'm not serving my why, then what is the point? Yeah, you're just wasting your time. 
I'm wasting my time. And that's why I won't waste clients' time. If you're not willing to take action and you're not willing to come on this journey with me, I will guide you. I will show you. I will open you up to how powerful you are. But you need to make that choice. You need to be accountable. You need to take that action. And I am there for you 100%. Absolutely 100%. On the, um, going back to the whole taking action and everything, I did a um, live um, on Facebook yesterday on my page, Reset Your Thinking with Tracy Carroll. And it was all about what ifs. And so many people, especially those who are struggling with anxiety, depression, PTSD, things like that, um, their what ifs are all negative hmm. so in the example of the gentleman you talked to yesterday he's thinking like this sounds good it sounds like it can really help me but what if it doesn't okay that's probably one of the things he's yes. thinking right what if it doesn't work then i don't have the money for xyz um and, and that can be likened to loads of different scenarios people will say yeah i, I want to do that but what if i, I want to accept that date with that really hunky guy that has asked me out but what if he doesn't like me what if i spill soup down me what if i don't feel well and i make an idiot out of myself everything is always negative and it'd be really easy for somebody like us now who's from a much more positive mindset to say switch it around and say but what if it works but what if he really likes you but what if you don't make an idiot out of yourself but some people are not in that position where they can switch it to the more positive. So um, what I put to my listeners yesterday was forget trying to switch it to positive. If you insist on having your what ifs that are stopping you taking action now, that's fine. But fast forward, 40 years, how old depends on obviously how old you are. Fast forward to when you're like 80, 85, 90. And ask yourself, what if I had taken that action? What if I had done that and I hadn't just waited? How different would life look? Are you going to get to that point in life and go, oh my God, but what if I had launched that career? But what if I had accepted that date? But what if I had lost weight? And just fast forward and then look back and see what difference it made. Because if it's something really trivial, it may make no difference whatsoever. And then you can be assured that what the inaction you're taking maybe doesn't matter. But if, say for example, you're talking about having another piece of cake, and then that's gonna to lead to another piece and another piece. And then by the time you're in your eighties, maybe you've got diabetes, maybe worse. Hmm. Do you be able to look back and go, but what if I had just taken the action and I had done a weight loss session for RTT? Or what if I had gone out and started my business? Just look and see what that what if could have been. And if that's going to make a huge difference to what your life was going to look like. And there's another one. There's another one. I was listening in um, Jay Shetty's On Purpose podcast, which I love. He's doing a uh, Tom Bayou his wife, Lisa, is doing a podcast, and I would definitely recommend it. It's a great one. And she talks about um, going on stage and the fear of going on stage. Um, and she asks this question, and she says, and she says this, and I think this, this, this lines up really, like, what if you do it, 
and what if it doesn't serve you so what what have you done you've made a step forward so we're always looking for the successes and the failures but actually if we just take success and failure away and we call it lessons yeah how many stories do you hear of people entrepreneurs people who are you know have got loads of money and they spent years banging on doors being told no it's crap you're no good but they came from a place of purpose and they they came to that space and went you know what i'm gonna just keep going because i know it's gonna happen i don't you don't need to know the how how and you don't need to know anything you just need to go for that feeling what do i want why do i want it and that's important why do i want it why do i want to do what i want to do i'm going to give you my why of why i do what i do why i left the police i left the police because it no longer served my purpose to empower people to live their greatness and become the best that they can be it's as simple as that that is the reason why i do what i do however i now value myself and value is really important when we talk about value value yourself I now value myself that I'm no longer giving away my purpose and my why and the knowledge and things like that to people for free. Yes, we do the podcast. Yes, we talk about it. But I've invested in myself. And mm -hmm. absolutely, I, I deserve that abundant life. Why should I pass my knowledge out to you? Why should I share my pain and the lessons and the failures and the steps that I've done for free? But this is the thing you can do what i did and you can do what all the other people do which they're taking action and they're failing and they're failing and they're failing and they're failing and fail but they keep going whatever happens they fail and they're failing they're failing they're failing they're failing and it's cost them a fortune because they've had to go on this course they've done gone to this mentor they've done this they've done that and they've invest they've invested themselves most financially emotionally okay and you can do that or what you can then do is you can do the thing that most coaches do. They go at some point, they went, I really need a coach to coach me to get me through this bit because I don't know how to do it myself. And actually, once I found that person, I'm going to invest in that person because I really believe in what they're saying. Because for me, part of my business plan is I want to make money. Yes, I could pay the house and so I can do this, I can do that. But I want to pay money so I can pay money to the coaches that are above me to get the knowledge that they've got so I can serve my clients. And for me that's about service i now mm. recognize that spending money i'm spending and my wife probably doesn't know how much i haven't got the money at the moment i'm going to mind valley live in armenia so if you go to mind valley live in armenia i will meet you there because it's going to be amazing okay so i got on this call um i put the ticket I, you have to apply for these things and they're really difficult to have so i just put an application for me i actually didn't finish the application because when i saw the price i went oh, i can't afford that and then, and then I closed it. I'm like, what are you doing, you idiot? Like mindset. Anyway, uh, anyway, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I just let it go. Next minute, I'm in, I'm in the office and um, somebody phones me up and says, hi, it's, I think it's Frida from Mind Valley. Just wanted to, uh, to give you an interview for the tickets for Mind Valley. Now, I could have gone, oh, I really can't afford it. And I went, okay, this is happening. Boom. Told my story. Thoughts about, you know, working with Marissa um and how much i've kind of read vision stuff and really got into the whole mind valley thing and we had a good conversation we were high vibing the energy was amazing 
So at the end of that, I was like, where do I bloody pay? And then she turned around, because I remember it saying it was something like, um, I think it was something like $1,500 or $2,000. It was a ridiculous amount of money to go. Um, and she went, oh, and by the way, I forgot, that sounds amazing, but if you sign up before the end of um, the end of the month, it's only $800. I'm like, ah, two for one. <laughs> <laughs> So straight away, where I would normally have got $800, oh my God, that's like 600 quid. Oh my God, how can I afford that? And I've got my flights and I've got, and I was like, and then what then happened is normally I'd go on the internet and go, can I get the flights? And I went, oh my God, it's Armenia, it's Moscow. What's going to happen there? And I belong to a group called SBN and there's a lady there who owns a travel company called Peaks Travel. So I'd done some things and the figures were like, it was getting ridiculous. So I phoned up Peaks Travel. I went, listen, I can't get the flights. I don't know how we're going to get there. I know that it's going to be more expensive. We need a decent hotel. And I was like, I don't want to waste my energy. Just sort it out for me. And then, yeah, well, we can do that, but just be aware. We'll give we, you get all the protection. We'll do your transfers and we'll do all the rest of it. But it's probably going to be a little bit more expensive than if you do it yourself. I was like, That's fine. I'm paying for your time. I appreciate that you're doing this. You've got to make money. You're a business. Yeah. You know, and, and I do that now. I don't have that issue. If I, if I, if I find somebody who follows my purpose, if I find somebody that I feel that I serves my purpose, I'm going to pay you. Of course I am. Yeah. If you're good, I'm going to pay you. Not an issue. Um, so anyway, came back and to be fair, they got the flight dates wrong, but hey, that's not a problem. <laughs> went back, got the and and, and the, the price came out as a little bit more money. But you know what? It was cheaper than me doing it myself. And I get the protection. I didn't have the hassle and I could go out and I can go and do what I wanted to do. So mm. this is my point is that when you become accountable and you, and you, you start to find the coaches, you start to find the people that actually are doing it for purpose, not for profit. You'll get coaches. I get coaches all the time on LinkedIn going, I'm a high level coach that helps therapists and coaches reach their six figure salary and do, do, do go away. I have a coach. She says the same thing, but actually she does it from a place of purpose. Not interested, they will. And I think that's my point, is to find the people that are going to help you. But at the end of the day, you've got to take action. You've got to be accountable. And most of all, be prepared to fail. Be prepared to fall, but do this. If you're going to fall, fall forward. Because every time you learn a lesson of failure or success as long as it's serving your purpose then it's all good and make sure you get back up again and get back up again and go again but go with the feeling and ask yourself is the person that i'm talking to doing what they're doing because they are serving their purpose and how can i serve them to help them and how can they serve me to get to do my purpose because we all have yeah. We all have a why. And if you don't know your purpose and you don't know your why, that is why you need to book a discovery call in with an expert like myself or Tracy, because we will do that for free. We will go through that. We've done it. We, we've got the tools. We can break that down. We can look where it has, but it all comes down to you. We cannot do it for you. We will be there by the side of you. We will pick you up when you go down. We will drag you back up again and we will make you go again and again and again. And believe you me, you will get there. Stop owning your anxiety. It's not yours. Stop owning your PTSD. It is not yours. Start owning your worth. 
that is yours. Start owning your purpose, that is yours. Start owning your life, that is yours. Start owning your freedom, that is yours. And anybody who tells you it isn't, isn't serving you. So don't have anything to do with them. And I think on that note, I think we're done. Thank you for the therapy session today, everybody. Oh, do you know what? Before we go, there's a really, really good quote um, by a coach that I've worked with in the past um, and still follow. She's absolutely amazing. Um, I don't know if any of the listeners will have heard of her, but her name is Emma Privilege. Um, and she, she's just, she's just spot on with a lot of the things she says. And I think this works out really, really well for what we've been talking about today. And one of the things that she said in the past, which I kind of earmarked in my head was the phrase, if it's to be, it's up to me. And I absolutely love that because I think it's just, it just, it's just perfect for what we've been talking about. At the end of the day, we're saying that it's your life, wherever you are, you're the one that's got to take the action if you want to get the results you want to get. So if it's to be, it's up to me. Yeah, by Emma Privilege from the Mindset Movement. Excellent. Well, with that, that's accountability in one phrase. Absolutely. We should have just said that at the beginning. It would have not had the listeners on here for about 10 hours. But anyway, <laughs> we got there in the end. And that's the point. That's the point. We got there in the end. So goodbye, everybody. And we will see you next week when we talk about choice. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, why don't you come and join us at facebook.com forward slash talking underscore minds. And don't forget to give us a little like. Thanks very much for listening. See you soon.